All right, what's up, guys? John Zanis, Bobby Manning, probably Josue Pavone, maybe Sherrod Blakely. It's one of those snowy Super Bowl Sunday, uh, Valentine's weekend e sort of days. Oh, that's why Jimmy's not here. Yeah, Mr. Smooth. I know there's already 600 or so of you guys were waiting for this show to start, so obviously a lot of people watch the game. Super Bowl be damned, and obviously a lot of interest in the team. Uh, in uh, you know the. Uh, the second game since the trade deadline, um, which looked pretty ugly after the first half, but they righted the ship. It's really hard to not, you know, point to the defense there in the second half. Shoot, shots didn't fall in the first half. They started to fall in the second. But again, this is the second second time in as many games. Uh, they put the clamps down in the second half. 40 Held the Hawks to 40 points. Uh, last game was 42 points uh, in the second half. Uh, so this is back-to-back wins since the trade deadline. Celtics are rolling. They're the sixth seed now in the East. They are out of playing territory for the first time in a long time. So uh, just Bobby, what Bobby's at the garden uh, here in the darkness, hiding out a little bit. Um, but behind all of that is Bobby, I swear. Um, what were your thoughts, first impressions? I'm super impressed by what they're doing in these second halves. Everything you mentioned right there. Yeah. They dropped off the amount of points that the Hawks scored. Starting with 28, which wasn't even that bad in that awful first. It wasn't it goes, bad. goes down to 27, 23, and then 17. Edging out a team 18 to 17 in a fourth quarter like that. It's super impressive. It feels like, you know, just scanning the Twitter lines here, that they're starting to catch some national attention, too, for what they're doing on that end. The closing lineup that they're able to put out there with the two good defensive guards, the two big wings, and Rob in the middle. It's stifling right now. And listen, they were awful offensively, I thought, in that fourth. They still were able to scrap out enough win or enough uh, possessions on the defensive end to get this done. Uh, Rob around the net was super impressive. Tatum locking up young on switches was phenomenal. Uh, this this is a formula for winning right now, and they're doing it against really good teams. A big-time offense, 30 points from Young, 26, I believe it was, from Bogdanovich in this one. Uh, Jokic played at an MVP level in that game, and they're still disrupting these guys. Yeah, again, I, I'm not going to buy. Yeah, and I don't want to draw draw it out every time, but again, they're catching some breaks along the way. Again, you're obviously playing a Denver team that's banged up. They haven't been without Murray, been without Murray all year. You you miss Collins today, which certainly makes an impact and does make a change. But again, it you play you play the teams in front of you. You're not gonna you know Brooklyn had literally nobody. Um, so it, it is what it is in that regard. But they're winning. Uh, you know these games and and and. You know, it's eight in a row now, 10 of 11. Um, And again, it's still the defense. The thing is, and they're surviving it right now, which is good. Um, You are worried, Bobby, against like a full team that's operating on all cylinders with a with with a with a premium offense. If they can keep up, Um, because when you have shooting nights like this again, they're able to overcome again the second straight really bad Jalen Brown game. Uh, Derek White, you know, a honeymoon lasted a full game. He still did some nice things tonight, but he's two of ten from three-point land. If this was his debut tonight, people would be like, wait a second, what? This guy, ten friggin' three-point attempts, you know, you'd be, you know, there'd be an overreaction to that. And again, a lot of these were good looks and some of them were late in the clock looks where there was nothing else you could do. So you're not going to bemoan the attempts, but you're going to look overall at the shooting of this team and say, that could be a problem. Again, though, when they put the clamps down on defense, like they do here, the defense turns to offense. It solves a lot of problems and they're able to get away with it. And, you know, I mean, they really took control of the game late, but the shooting is still a thing that's going to, that's going to worry you throughout. And there's really not a solution for it because Ime's clearly not, 
not going into the bench. He's not going to Neesmith. He's not going to Hauser, and he's not playing. Uh, he's not playing uh, Pritchard. You know, uh, premium minutes here. Yeah, and Pritchard gets some opportunities to sneak in some shots there. He's still not hitting in these limited minutes, which is rough because they got to sneak in anywhere they can. Yeah. Now Brown can give it to you. Tatum on a night like this is enough, probably. That's that the thing is, quarter, like Tatum he was volcanic. That, yeah. Both so both ends. He, he finally broke out of that. Well, he's been in for a game and a half here, and just looked like the best player on the court in the third quarter there. Going at Okongwu in particular, who gave him fits in that last game, was super impressive. Dunking on him to end that third quarter, shooting right over him to begin the fourth. Those were all big buckets from him. And when the Hawks really went on a run there in the second quarter, he kind of staggered it with a bunch of buckets in the second there too. Shot making from Tatum is going to be everything for this group, but like you talk about, John, because of the fact that they don't have the shooters at other positions. And I thought he was tremendous. Probably had a 7-8 assist game in terms Tatum of quality was, passes. Tatum and was everybody well. just missed him. Yeah. yeah. Tatum was playing well even before the shots started going down. That's one of the differences between him and Brown, I think, a lot of times, um, is um, – is, he Tatum can have a good game in spite of on his bad shooting nights. nights. Sometimes he still does a lot of other things well. And you know, you know, I tweeted it. You mentioned it. He put the clamps on Trey a couple of times when he was when he switched over on him, caused a turnover that one time where you know he was just stuck out at an island on him by himself. Uh, he made some great defensive plays. Had a block. Um, you know, was moving the ball, passed out of doubles fairly quickly. You know, I mean, it was he did a ton of stuff. And then the shots started falling. Jalen, on the other hand, isn't doing that as much. He's not impacting the game as much when he's not scoring. Um, so that's kind of, you can see the disparity between them. Joe Sway jumping in. What's up, buddy? Your first uh, What's going first on, guys? On tonight. What's happening? Yeah, you know, just uh, just to piggyback on what, what Bobby was saying, I mean, you, you can also talk about um, the, the, the way that I felt like just the second half in general. I mean, obviously the third quarter was we made the difference. But in my opinion, it was also Tatum finding ways to be effective on the defensive end, you know, just, just yeah. getting, being more active where he doesn't go into that. I don't know. We used to call it what pouty Tatum, <laughs> whatever it was, where he's not getting his calls. He's not getting his way. The shots aren't falling. I, I think we've, we've moved past that, you know, and obviously that's a big difference for this team because you're seeing that on, on in my opinion, on the, on the defensive end. And, and in the second half, it was just sort of like, let's just keep doing what we're doing and the shots will fall. And that's what happened with Tatum. He didn't force the issue. You know, he wasn't chucking up shots. He wasn't playing ISO ball. And I feel like the way this team is, the culture in it, just this allows that. It's almost reached, they, the Celtics have almost reached a point where they'll feel very uncomfortable if someone starts to, you know, start jacking up shots or try to, you know, take matters into their own hands. And we haven't, we haven't really seen much of that. And that's a good thing. Let me ask you this real quick. I put up this comment. There's a few people here saying it. I don't want to go there because every time I do, everyone's like, oh, can't we just enjoy the wins? And yes, you can enjoy the wins. But instead of saying, was this a good win against a Hawks team that's right now playing uh, below expectations and without one of their key players, um, what would be a good win at this point in this Eastern listen, Conference? You know, because right now, who's left? Yes, absolutely. Chicago, I mean, Chicago's been banged up too. Cleveland is Cleveland. Brooklyn's been. This is the rest massive. of your schedule. I mean, your schedule is yeah, kind of like this, right? Right. I, mean, right. I know you have Philly. I know you have Philly coming up, and that's I obviously think... going to be a huge one. But like everybody's a little banged up right now. Like there's no yeah. one out. I don't know who you're calling unless you beat Phoenix right now. You know, which is not uh, yeah. on their they schedule. They did. But see, but and they <laughs> did. I know. But they were they were down. Um, uh, Aiton and uh, 
and yeah. one other, right? They had and the plus, two guys. And Paul. They were uh, down Eaton and Paul. No, they had game. Paul. And plus, New Year's Eve. Oh, they did. New they did. They, yeah. did. they did. New Year's yeah. Eve feels like three months ago. You know what I mean? Like, this team right. is way far past that. But, like, everyone's and, and, like, yeah. it's not a good win. Like, what would be a good win? These are pretty well, good wins, Tuesday, right? Tuesday, right? Yeah. I, I was just going to say, the reason why I think it feels that way is because they had to play uphill a bit, right? I mean, the same thing that we saw a couple of nights ago where they were down by 10. And maybe they just – the Southern are sort of the, – the fans have been spoiled with these blowout wins over those teams that you should be crushing over the bottom feeders of the league. You're and supposed you, to. And and you you go up against a shorthanded Hawks team. Yeah. I, I guess I guess fans just want to see a, a dominating performance from start to finish. You know? But and, I and like they don't these. Say, I like them you too, know, John. I, I mean, like too. games I, where you play like ass for half a game for the half. And I had no through intensity and focus and defense. They I mean, completely I took I mean, it over. Yeah, I wouldn't word it that way, John. But I mean, <laughs> I just feel like you know falling from behind. I mean, yeah, they, they didn't look great, but it, at least they're not like completely out of it you know I, I feel like the defense is keeping them into games and also in the second half when you see that turnaround you're seeing the Celtics face adversity but in a way that it's not it didn't come as, as easy as it, as, it, I, as it would for other teams right putting together six stops in a row in that quarter like that's right that's huge like people, that's dominating people keep saying it it's hard not to acknowledge that yes along the way on this streak there's been some teams that have had nobody available some really bad teams in general here but you've also beaten them by 30 something okay so like and then you play a couple of games where you're not anywhere near peak performance against quality opponents even if they're down a guy and you still win those games when you're integrated they played last night I mean, they played two nights ago with like seven guys. I mean, they're playing a short rotation. They haven't filled everything out. They're they're integrating people into their thing, and they're still winning these games without like what you would consider an A plus 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 effort. I mean, I don't know what more you want necessarily at this point. These are good. I think these are good wins. These are great opponents, and look yeah, at, and these I are just, good opponents. These are good wins. I I know people kind of right. ask it, and we kick it around. Yeah. I, I, it's the this, MVP yeah. and one of the MVP, right. probably top 10 MVP candidates in the Trey Young here. Yeah. And you got good performance from both of them against you. They were tough to stop here. Early on in these games, yeah. those guys were giving you fits, scoring in buckets, uh, scoring in you know stretches there. And I just read this on the Twitter line here. The Hawks and Nuggets had top four offenses over the last 15 coming into these games. They were averaging 116 points a game between them. Yeah, the Celtics had both ago, to 100, they, under 100 they, they, here. They, they outplayed the Celtics completely. So, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah many- and this game was going like that, too. Go down double digits early. Great third quarter. The fourth quarter, everyone starts fumbling the ball at the beginning, but they got back on their feet. Would you believe I had right. faith the whole time, Bobby? I know you were down. I actually thought they were going to – I even in the first half, I thought they were going to win this game. Oh, Bogdanovich was scoring so much. Young was no. pulling Rob and the rebounding issues. I thought they were done in that second. I liked it. I don't think Atlanta. Well, Gal- yeah. Gallinari disappeared. Like, where was he today? Like, he was he was a killer he's for the a Celtics. He's a show of himself. The yeah, that's true, Bobby. But lately, yeah. he's been you know he's been something that they can rely on, and he he lit the Celtics up. You There's know, nowhere to go. His half. his game is finding a mismatch and shooting over guys. There's nowhere to go here. There isn't. So and that's the is difference now, right? <laughs> this is what yeah. is just great about this team and this rotation. Listen, I'd like to see Pritchard get mixed in. Neesmith shooting could help them. But right now, they have a rotation where there's no weak links on the defensive end. And that's rare on an NBA team. Almost every team has guys you can go at. Look at the Hawks and Young. And listen, once Hunter went off the floor with those foul troubles early in the third, their defense just melted like butter. Oh, The Celtics scored on 10 of the next 11 possessions. And Atlanta's defense just continues to hamper them. I don't like where that team's going. And I was stunned that they didn't make any moves at the deadline. 
So here's the thing when you talk about the schedule, John, and the week stretch coming up here. They played tough games early in the year. They played a lot of road games, tough opponents through that streak. Now they're on the other side of that. They're going to be playing like maybe four or five tough teams the rest of the schedule. And you talk about injuries, guys sitting down with some pain. That's normal for this part of the year. So they're going to win so many games through the end of the year here. I've said this, and I know Joe Sway feels this way too. They're going to be a home court team in the East. They are. Like the schedule is just so easy. Other teams have brutal stretches to close the year. Miami, I know in particular. They're going to sneak past one of these teams here in the top half. And that sets you up with a home court first round series, a weaker opponent. I know it's weird this year with like Atlanta and Brooklyn being on the bottom half, but this is this is setting up well for them here. The schedule makes a difference. You have Brooklyn coming up twice. If I don't know what's happening in terms of who's going to be playing, but you have two games. One of them is a Brooklyn game with no Irvin. One of them is a no Kyrie game, obviously on uh, Thursday. Uh, Bobby will be down at that one, um, and then you do have Atlanta again coming up. You've got Memphis. You do have Brooklyn here, so that's going to be a Kyrie game, assuming um, you know he doesn't chicken out. Uh, Charlotte. You do have Golden State. You have another with Denver, Utah, Miami. There are a few on the schedule. That Rose Kess and, and West Coast. You don't know what's going to happen, but the close, the last three games, if those teams are playing for anything, is a is a real murderer's row. Those those last three games: Memphis, Milwaukee, and I forget who. Um, Chicago, I believe. Chicago, Chicago, right. Chicago. That's a tough one. So that's a couple tough ones. So there are some on here. You're going to see a couple of games here where you're going to be like, all right, full strength versus full strength to get a better sense of stuff. But I mean, you're Philly on Tuesday. So, you know, you're going to feel good about you're going to no matter what Philly's had your number. It's a you're brutal matchup for them now. Yeah. 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 It's a tough matchup. Uh, what's the Harden situation? He's fine, I believe. So Harden to him, be his debut. And what about He's Simmons? Expected. And Simmons, I haven't Simmons heard should anything. Be. It hasn't, it hasn't, um, it hasn't been clear. But obviously, he's under uh, after everything he's been through this season. I, I wouldn't be surprised if he, if he, they, they give him a bit more time here. But I don't I think he'll play anything. until after the break. But that game yeah. is after. the break. I would break. guess that. I would get well. That's the thing, Bobby. Yeah, I was gonna say that one's after the break. But I would guess maybe depending on how those days go dur- during the break. You know, it's gonna be really be uh, up to him. Have you heard anything on that, John? I haven't heard a thing about what? Simmons. Nothing, when he's not playing. a thing. Nothing. Yeah, that's very strange. Yeah. I don't know. Um, you know, I'm interested to see, you know, what kind of juice, uh, uh, you know, they'll have when, you know, what, what kind of juice Harden's going to have after last we saw him, um, you know, just kind of walking around on the court during that West Coast trip. Listen, I see the chat. Oh, he's going to go off. I think he goes off. You guys don't think so? I think he's going to be one of those. I think he's like, going to oh, go off. I'll, yeah. I'll oh, yeah. show you guys. I'll show you guys. This thing's going to work out. And Philly's going to You love see it. the I defiant mean, photo him and Maury posted on oh, the runway? No, that, yeah. if they dropped the, the mixtape, that would be the cover. Like, that was, yeah. they were just stunned. <laughs> that's Maury being like, look, I, Listen, all I, of, checkmate. I'll, checkmate, everybody. You know, that, a lot of apologies I do to Maury for sure. I think everyone was ripping him after a certain point with the Simmons situation there. I said, hold out. I, I I said hold, you know I would have held. Uh, I was, was a GM. I think, I think yeah. he should have added. He should have added uh, Woj on that on that pick. That been yeah, I would have uh, made the Jeremy Grant trade. I would have done Laverne and Sabonis. I would have done Collins. You know, this is one of those wink wink like Laverne you know, and Sabonis. Though you think that was I don't know. Listen, there was some good stuff out there. I would have done a lot of those deals, and he got. No, hired. I mean I would have too. But you think that was real? I don't know. That was real. I wonder at what point the Harden thing became 
obvious because I, you know, I don't know when James made up his mind, but somewhere he, in there he, he probably did. Well, real the quick, hold on. People, I think yeah. his people open their mouths. Yeah. Yes. Uh, just yeah. want to inform people here in the chat. A bunch of you are already in here, in there now. Um, I see people actually double posting both oh, on our I gotta chat. I got to check in with you guys after this game, man, for sure. Uh, we've joined Discord, you know, so we have, uh, and again, um, if the if someone can put the link up for us here in the chat, um, there's a specific invite link to get into the CLNS Discord server, and that's where we are, and we're hanging out, and we've been chatting, we pop in and out, we were in and out during the game, Joe Sway's a little too cool for it, so I wouldn't count on him, but Jimmy's been <laughs> in there a lot. Busy um, weekend. <laughs> I'll be there tonight, or today. Yeah. Jimmy's been in there a lot. Bobby and I have jumped in and out. Sherrod is in there um, from time to time. And just kind of a place where you guys can hang out and chat. A uh, little Celtics community. Keep it clean. Be nice to each other. Um, and uh, just go in there and kind of chat it up uh, and talk basketball. We'll probably pop in a little bit after this show uh, and just get your thoughts and hear from you guys. Uh, and as I've said before, we probably will continue on doing some Twitter spaces from time to time. I think Tuesday. Uh, is as good a time as any with the Philly game. We might hop in and do something there uh, as well. So uh, just keep an eye out for those things, but just more ways to kind of get involved in the chat, uh, hear from some of the guys on the Garden Report, share your thoughts with one another. Uh, so just hop in there again. Uh, that invite is uh, there, I think, in the chat. You guys can just uh, click that link uh, and jump on in. Uh, Josue, sorry, you were, you, were, uh, you, were, you were going on here. Uh, no, I was just saying my 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 last two cents, I guess, about the about the James Harden, oh the the, the Maury situation, and and how, uh, yeah, I mean, right now I feel like he's he's doing his victory lap, you know, with the picture and with the, I I call like a a checkmate post, being like, look, I I got it, I got my guy, you know, a lot of people didn't didn't think it would happen, including the, one of the biggest NBA insiders around and Woj, and I I think there was definitely those those vibes when he posted that picture. I don't think it was a hey welcome to Philly type thing. I think it was more of a I got him, you know. Yeah. For sure. And, you know, there's, there's connections to the front office there, too, whether it's Meek Mill or whatever, and friends of Harden's, who I'm sure did some work there. But um, it's going to be interesting for sure. That is a matchup that gives Boston fits right now. And I saw Tatum solve this to some degree in this game. Oneko Kongu is a great defender. He's not Joel Embiid in the paint, per se, but it was nice to see him get downhill and attack a guy who's a good rim protector there. And Embiid and that drop are just killing the Celtics this year. Two years ago, you could knock it down yeah. with Kemba and others. They all hit, could hit threes around screens. This year's team, where the driving kicks aren't working for them, those step-around plays where you pull up around screens aren't working great for the Celtics team, those are what you need to beat the 76ers. As Embiid is just sitting in the post. And, you know, that's not changing. You know, you can probably catch them trying to figure out the chemistry between Harden and Embiid Tuesday, which I'm sure is going to be a concern for the short term there. But that defense that Philly plays is the worst kind of thing that the Celtics could run into in a first-round series or anywhere in the playoffs because they don't have great finishers through big guys, and they don't have much shooting to counteract that. And that's still the big weakness on this team. Yeah. One one thing from the last game they played, it was a disappointing game overall because we remember that was oh, like – they that got was, crushed. Well, that was the one they just got blown out of the building in the first quarter, um, you know, with you know a massive Philly run. Uh, and then they kind of hung in there and played them close to even the rest of the way, but it was over early. The one teeny, teeny, teeny positive was um, – MB didn't go off and Rob didn't embarrass himself. Um, 
And that's the key to that because, again, disciplined Rob, this year's Rob, the one that doesn't leave his feet on everything, the one that doesn't hack every single play, you know, that guy when he's getting three and four fouls. And also, obviously, you have Horford here who can bang with Embiid. I think it makes a difference. Throwing Tice into the mix if he's playing, mm. I think helps yeah, um, I think as, so. as well. So you've some so. bodies to throw at him you now. You can put which Smart is a, on Harden, too. I'm not worried about a little the better. So I'm, I'm worried about I'm the not, offense. Yeah, I am too. Obviously, you know, and they, they, they've got guys who can kind of lock you up there. So, um, all right, quick pause. We want to tell you about our exclusive wagering partner here at the Garden Report, and that, of course, is Bet Online. The big game is finally here. We're talking about the Super Bowl, Super Sunday, last game of the football season. Bet Online has you covered. From odds, scores, totals, player props, whatever you've got here, then where the next fired head coach is going to land. Bet Online is the number one spot for all NFL betting in 2022. Not just football, though. Bet Online's basketball, hockey, boxing, and UFC odds coverage is the best in the business. From sports right down to your favorite Vegas casino games, Bet Online is your number one online wagering destination. So head to Bet Online today. Use your mobile device to sign up. Receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. All you have to do, use the promo code CLNS50 to get you started. It is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports and play your favorite games. Bet Online, where the game starts. Once again, promo code CLNS50 for a 50% welcome bonus to get you started. Head on over there today. Yeah, I mean... The, the, the offense, t- the, the the Celtics, I mean, the Knicks, I mean, I'm sorry, the Sixers defense takes a massive hit with Harden in there, um, occupying, playing 30-plus minutes a game. So that changes the overall complexion of what they're able to do defensively. It does, too, because they're not yeah. going to switch. A lot. So they're not going to switch. Right. And so yeah. you've got – now you you can hunt some – you can hunt some matchups there. Um, you know, you can try to get, you know, get, get him in the pick and roll, do whatever. Um, it's not the same, obviously, when they, I mean, Simmons didn't play all year, but that Simmons, Tybal, Embiid sort of lineup, like, oh my goodness, you know, that's, that's, you know, defensively, that's a freaking right. nightmare. But now it's a different yeah. team. It's going to take on kind of a different identity with Harden. Um, so you know what else, too? I think, I, I'm curious to I see think- how that goes for the Celtics. I think it forces Philly to play defense at a, at a higher level, right? I mean, at the end of the day, whether you're talking about Harden and, you know, tr- trying to keep up and, and switches, you know, they, they don't have Thibault in there in the mix anymore. Offensively, you don't have that knockdown three-point guy you can chuck the ball at. And Seth Curry, who's been phenomenal this year. Wow, I just said phenomenal. I, I never said phenomenal. <laughs> Look what you guys are doing to me. Um, and, yeah, I, I think you those – obviously, if you're Philly – you trade that for a guy like Harden any day, but in a you know fourth quarter situation, when it comes down to it, I mean, who, can the Celtics muster up enough stops to to, to catapult a win? I mean, that's going to be interesting to see how they do things in the fourth quarter. It's going to be a James Harden type of led team that we've seen in the past, which reportedly was uh, the the biggest issue Harden had in in. Uh, and, you know, with his old team, but now that he's in Philly or with Brooklyn, now that he's with Philly, it's gonna be interesting to see how they how they yeah. do things, how they let it him. Is. It is. Also, this could go it, bad. Someone could go mentioned, bad. Someone mentioned it's fair. It, it has to be pointed out, and someone mentioned in the chat here that last time was a non-Marcus Smart game uh, as well. Yes. Uh, and That's you a had great tw- point. You yeah. played twenty-something Peyton Pritchard minutes that game, and Schroeder started. So, like, just everything was yeah. out of sync with the Celtics. I mean, then they came out, and it was just. And Schroeder had one point. That's why. That's why he got mad at Gary for bringing that shit up. <laughs> it was over early, early, early in that one, yeah. uh, and it was just that was a really bad game. It was Schroeder's one-point game, and what's yeah. funny is 
that was Schroeder's only bad game in a five or six game stretch. Came back, bounced back the next game. Gary asked the question in the post game, "Why have you been inconsistent?" Flip, He's like, "Flipped out, flipped like, out, man." But yes, one point from your starting you point guard. Philly? No smart. Yeah, that was a rough one. Um, <laughs> that was a rough one for him. Yeah, yeah it was a brutal game. Team now. Yeah. and you team did now. you you caught them in a close game earlier in the year where Tatum had a big shot at the end over Thibault there. So you're a team that can hang with them. Certainly on the perimeter, if Tobias Harris isn't doing anything and he is so hit or miss at this point in his career, you do have the talent to stack up with them at the top two spots there. If Brown can figure this out and we got to talk about Brown, like what is going on there so, right now? Good. I'm glad you brought it up. Cause when I do, everyone gets mad at me, but like, what is going on? <laughs> I thought on? he was horrible. These last two. Okay. Games. Bobby's the Bobby's away. the one saying it, everybody. <laughs> yeah, but like he just, horrible. He's he's out of sync. Yeah, I think so. He, he bails on the ball so quick when he's in those catch and quick decision situations now, and he is talking right now in a presser. Um, it's been tricky. He started spazzy, right? He started yeah. all yeah. over the place, loose, back to back possessions with the turnovers, um, and then I thought like kind of like checked himself a little bit, and then didn't do a lot at all because I think he noticed he was out of sorts, and it just never got it going, never. No, and I don't know what you're seeing, Joe Sway, because there were there was a good run from him on the ball where he was starting to make plays a little bit when other guys were out. It was mixed, but he he was doing some good things there. Then when he got off the ball, he was moving around some screens, and they were getting him some good like catch and drive opportunities. Now, like I feel like it's a mix of like corner Jalen and too frantic, quick decision Jalen in those spots, yeah. which is tough because. This is where he has succeeded in the past, and now he looks like a mess in that area it too. Just, the 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 easiest thing to point out. It's literally been the 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 Jalen, the arc of his career just follows his his ability to handle the ball. And he started sloppy. Took him a couple of years. Each year, incremental improvements. Last year, he came out of the gate and he looked like he had it on a string. Completely transformed. There'd still be times where he'd get a little loose with it, but totally different and he was we saw him uh you know dribbling in tight spaces holding onto the ball you know and getting to the basket but he was so confident in his handles he's lost it completely he's he's gone back three years in this regard and that's the, that's what's killing him right now and without that confidence i think he he loses all of his confidence offensively because it's not even just, dribbles though it's decision making like it's both but i mean four times tonight at yeah. least he did that old Jalen thing where he drives somewhere with no idea what's going to happen, jumps, looks around, and just throws it back out to the three-point line. Do you remember once, that play late in the Nuggets game, Once was too? a turnover. I think a couple of times it found other yeah. people, but he's been doing that a ton lately. It's, it's they, like 50-50 when he does that, though, John. Yeah. Every time he goes up, he's like, I can yeah. jump high, so I'm going to jump as yeah. high as possible, look and around, and see if I can find somebody. Right. Yeah. <laughs> That's 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 like year one you stuff with him. That's what's so weird. Because yeah. last year he was ridiculous. He was so much better yeah. in every aspect. I think it was more in the in the open space last year, though, John. Right? I think that's the difference. I mean, in transition when he has the open floor, he's he was doing do it in half court too, Joseph. He was he, he was doing everything last year. Yeah, but I just think this year he's been sort of forced to make a decision quicker, which is what this offense needs. And I think that he did a really good job. Oh, that's a good point, Josue. When he had that tremendous stretch, and it's just like, look, Ime's hammering the, the, the message. Yeah, get rid of the ball. You know, it's like what John always says, you'll get it back. Don't worry. But you also have to make those, make those decisions quicker. And I think that was a big uh, uh, issue for Jalen 
pretty much since last season or two seasons ago. You know, it's, it's been something That's a good point. On. There was a play tonight where White was cutting. Brown had the ball, didn't find him. I think his head was down in the corner. He sort of took the ball in and then back out to the right wing, and he launched up a three. This was actually early in the fourth. And those are definitely situations where he thrives in the past when he's kind of just sizing defenses up and attacking. And the quicker decisions, as you talk about, Josue, which they've moved toward, Horford, Rob, Tatum, Smart, White, all those guys are capable of that. That's really where he struggles. And now – their defensive identity, too, I'm thinking, he, he hasn't been a great defender for a while here, especially in the off-ball situation, struggled against Denver. There were moments tonight where he got caught against some ghost screens and other stuff. Suddenly, Jalen, with this identity that they're trying to take on now on this new team, he, he's suddenly a bad fit on both ends of the ball here, which is concerning. And we've seen it play out over the last two games uh, pretty tremendously here. Like, he isn't going to have the ball in his hands a lot. Uh, he's yeah. going to be in off-ball situations a lot on defense, and those are not his strengths. Well, he's so got to adapt. Here's my yeah. thing with Jalen, and this is where it's frustrating, is it's not only game-to-game inconsistency with him, it's within-game inconsistency. Sometimes the stat line at the end of the night will look good, but he only did it for about a seven-minute stretch where he went off and was not really impacting the game either – in no way at all, or in these wild kind of moments where he's, you know, flipping the ball around with turnovers. So there's just, there's not enough periods in the game where he's the most impactful player that he could be. And I feel like he plays one lights out quarter every two games, you know, and then other times it's, and that's, that's what's killing you is a lot of times you look at the numbers in the end and everyone's going to be like, dude, bad game, 17 points. What did Jalen Brown do? How many things did Jalen Brown do tonight that you're like, wow, that was enormous? You know, like a couple for sure. I don't know where he fits in. I don't know what's happening now because, right, it's like, you know, I I don't know. It's it's odd. It's it's an odd thing because there are times he disappears and doesn't touch the ball when Tatum's going off or whatever. And then there's other times he tries to force the issue and gets sloppy with it. Now they're playing with pace. And then there's times where he literally just goes, he he gets hot and goes. But you can't complain with the overall style of play of the team. It's another, it's a 28 assist night. You know, every time they're up over 22, 23 assists, uh, their record is outstanding. Um, You know, on the whole, his shot started falling a little bit better in the second uh, half than it was in the first. It was enough. It's just, you look at him and you want him up here. Yeah. I guess the pace is the area that they've played at that he fits pretty well into here. I see the chat freaking out about what I just said there, but I'm not saying he can't. (laughs) I said, yeah, he's he's making it sound like they're making it sound like you're like you're like oh you got to get rid of Jalen now. Yeah, no, that's not what I'm saying. No, Bobby loves Jalen. Guys, relax, everybody, relax. He's held to a higher standard (laughs) because everyone wants him to be like Co Tatum, like one one A. He's held to an extremely high standard. It's not a bad thing to say he needs to be a little better. It doesn't mean he's bad. I'm not saying that he's a bad fit on the Celtics. I'm saying he's a bad fit with what they're trying to do on both ends of the floor right now. A lot of off-ball defensive situations he's put in. Uh, On the offensive end, it's quick decisions right now. Everybody's moving the ball on a dime right there. And when he catches the ball in off-ball situations, (laughs) he's got to know whether to attack or whether to move it to the right spaces there. And right now, you're seeing him turn the ball over. You're seeing him not create quality shots. Look at the shots he took early in the fourth. They were terrible. That forced jumper from the elbow, uh, the driving the traffic where he just got pummeled there and they lost the ball. It didn't hurt them tonight, but that easily could have set the table for a pretty I, bad fourth quarter. I'm so happy it's Bobby doing this and not me right now. 
Hey, I'm just gonna say when I watch. I'm just saying when I watched these last two games. Yeah. yeah. Someone tweeted at me. Someone tweeted at me. It's like what uh, Joe Sway says, uh, blinder Dalen. I'm like, yeah, he's doing that right now. He's got blinders on a bit offensively, I think. Um, yeah. I'm sorry, I, everybody. Jalen's played of... great these last two games. Bobby, well, welcome to my, welcome to my life. He'll okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't think I don't think the sky's falling, but I don't think that's I don't think that's what Bobby is saying either. So I don't think yeah. people get what this show is. We talk about what happened right before we got on here. There's no agenda. Jalen's my favorite Celtic. He is. Especially Al, that jersey's gonna be coming down soon. Bobby's going right across the street, grabbing oh, a brown yeah. jersey, pinning it up over the top of Al, and that's it. What did I wrote... take Al down? Leave Al up there. He's been up there since before he was still in Philly when you put that up there, man. I, I wrote you can never trade Brown earlier in the season. That was my ship here. I'm just keeping it real. On what's I predicted he was gonna pass Tatum as the as the alpha this year. I'm really that was my preseason prediction was Tatum, by the end of this year, Brown will be considered the, the alpha dog on this team. So everybody cool it, man. He, the guy's been, the guy was brutal past couple yeah. of games. We're just talking about it. Um, but yeah, so uh, your Derek White impressions tonight, just, I know he didn't shoot well, oh, but, man. Um, but you like, what, what, did you like what else you saw? Yeah, I did. I mean, everyone's, or at least most people were concerned about the, the three-point touch. He's been pretty good in these first two outings. But again, this is a completely different situation than what he had in San Antonio. But I thought that sort of helped the Celtics a bit in that first half when they were completely ice cold from back there. You know, I think he was the only one scoring threes until, uh, I want to say, what, Tatum finally made one? After he, made, he started two four. or four, and then he missed his next six. And then he missed his next six. He, he made the first two, the only up. two they made at that point, Josue, right? Yeah. Yeah. The only two, and then Jay, uh, Tatum made one. You know, he started feeling a little bit, and then the third quarter, he, he went nuts. So, I, I just think, overall, what he means on both ends, I mean, he had a, a, a great stop towards the end. Um, I, I think them limiting Trey Young dirt towards the end was, was huge. I, I said to Bobby, I'm like, man, this team is – we're about two Trey Young threes away from, from this thing being tied up. And I think he may sense that, call timeout, regrouped, and I thought that was a great call. Uh, they did a good job of stopping him at the rim as well, taking away the three-point arc. I think he's – He's a big part of that, and I think we'll we'll get used to seeing him a lot towards the end of the game. I think that's when we'll really be talking about him. You know? I mean, almost like the way we talk about Smart, what he does at the end of the game. I think so. Why could be gonna... that guy as well? Hold on, Bobby. <laughs> why could be that guy as well? And then also in the first half, I think White is a great uh, a great weapon on both ends to help that second unit. And I also think we're going to see Jalen and Tatum, one of those guys out here. You know, 90%, 95% of the game, I think you keep one of those guys in with the second unit. And I think White's your guy to sort of lead that and sort of hold the fort down while while the starters are getting the rest. So my question is, were they going to close with Grant there before him and Rob just started fumbling the ball everywhere? I thought so. I thought yeah. so. Um, that would have been my question post I was just about yeah. to ask about – I was just about to tweet, like, it looks like Grant is closing this too. out instead of White. Um, and, then, and then he came in right after that, yeah. Yeah, they swapped them there. When the- it looked like it was getting away. They got down to six. They threw away. Uh, they they blew a couple possessions there. Uh, and yeah, maybe they just wanted a little bit more control. Yeah, that was my. But those, you know what? You know the lineups that have struggled again. Going back to it, when they sub out Tatum and Jalen as the alpha scorer, there, those lineups have been the ones where um, it's got. You could see Jalen's like, all right, it's my job now to take over, and that's where things have gotten out of sync. It's where their offense stalls, where they get into ISO a little bit. That's what yeah. I noticed uh, tonight. Uh, it's happened. It happened on a couple of occasions. Um, and when they're ice cold and they're down by double digits, I think that's when he hits the uh, Peyton Pritchard button. You know, I yeah. thought he tried to get in there and. Uh, what was it, 0 for 2 or so? I mean, it's, you take what you can get from Pritchard at that point, but I think he, 
he leaned on him Eric a bit there. Gotta if, be he can, better. if he can make a three or two and just sort of get I got, going. I got I, I'm afraid I have news for you, Bobby. There's a reason Peyton Pritchard hasn't played this year. There's a reason Peyton Pritchard's probably not going to be better. It's probably because Peyton Pritchard's not that good. And it just is what it is. Like, I just think he's one of those guys where he might get hot one time and he'll, you know, hit a bunch of shots. I just don't think he's a guy you're going to rely on for, for real rotation. Well, he played a lot last year and he was, I just, he was better. Yeah. He, he was sixth in the league at his volume in catch and shoot percentage. So, he was up there with the Seth Currys and the guys like that last year, Joe Harris's and all those guys shooting like 43% and catch and shoot threes. And it wasn't like 20, it was like 150, 170, something like that. So that's got to come back for him. That's his role right now. He's an off guard in those bench rotations. He's going to play every night. Uh, he's got to be better there. But as far as white goes, still quick decisions, still playing well out of the corners, second level drives. That play right before half where uh, Tatum found him and he got downhill and hit Rob with the lob there. That's the kind of stuff he's oh. best at. Yeah, that was so, great. Still had, but still had a good I, game, I, still factored in the crunch time. Got it in the corner one time, real quick baseline drive, just quick decision making. Like, you know, whether yeah. or not he missed his shots, again, he's got a really quick release and a quick trigger. He recognizes it's an opportunity and an open shot. He takes it. Um, you know, you want to see more go down. But the same thing when he decides to go to the basket, there's really no hesitation there. He's a very decisive player. Yeah, which is good. You know, that's obviously a, a testament to him, you know, playing four years of college and being more of a, a, a polished player than than uh, some of the other guys in that draft class. But also, Bobby, I, I mean, the clock is ticking here. And I, I don't mean that as in, like, he's going to be, you know, demoted or completely out, but he could be one buyout option away from, from out of the rotation, you know, 100%. depending on what the Celtics do. Uh, Ime spoke about that before the game, said that they're obviously uh, still targeting shooting, something that we talked about a lot. Uh, <laughs> it wasn't necessarily, wasn't necessarily addressed at the trade deadline, so they're going to try to do that through the buyout market. And in the meantime, Pritch is going to have to make a make a strong case for himself that he deserves those minutes. Josue, let, let me ask you a question, though, and uh, both <laughs> of you. Okay, I mean, it's funny, right? Um, it's, you know, they want to address shooting, Okay in the buyout market. So basically yeah. they yeah. have right now on their team, Hauser, Neesmith and Pritchard. And they think they're going to go find three other guys who are in street clothes right now that they're going to play ahead of these guys. Don't, I don't want to hear we're looking for shooting. You, it, there's no way you're going to find NBA caliber people that are going to crack point. your rotation ahead of the three shooters that can't get a freaking minute on this team. And, and some Celtics fans, John, they haven't forgiven him for, uh, for the Matthews cut, you know? Yeah. Matthews is shooting what? 36 for 38%. Struce Matthew. Right. It's another one. Yeah. You're not going to guys. There's no buyout miracle here. It's I, I, I don't, I, this is a, this is a myth. JJ every needs, year, to, needs to come back from retirement. Every, JJ every Reddick, bring year, him back. Every year on the buyout market, there's one or two guys that everyone's like, I want that guy. And the teams that get them, those guys never make an impact. And those teams yeah. are always LA and Miami. Yeah, and like yeah. they never come here and they never, Milwaukee's they, in play this year. Too. Milwaukee. Yeah. But when, even yeah. when they do the teams they go to, they make no impact, none. Yeah. So the Celtics are going to get about the seventh or eighth best guy on the buyout market right now. Don't think that this person's coming in to do anything. This is your team. Just get used to it. And yeah. If you if they want shooting, they have to find a way to integrate the guys as imperfect as they are. Neesmith, who's friggin' in his own head, Hauser, who can't play a lick of defense. Um, and if you want shooting, <laughs> you gotta find you gotta shoot, find a way man. to hide those guys, right? Yeah. 
You got to hide them somewhere to get them out there to get some shooting. And and and, and there's certain things they can't do, and you got to put them with lineups where you think you can get away with it. But that's the best you're going to get. Yeah, but to your point, though, he should get a shot here. I, I'd be yeah. surprised, you know, Hauser doesn't get at least, you know, activated, uh, you know, when, when they finally, after buyout know. season, These... make a decision. So I mean, the... Bobby, what, if we're talking about shooting and like, like, like what John just said, if he may saying that they're going to address that during the, like, who? And if so, like, it's got to be nice. Of a, that. How much of a shot are these guys going to get? Well, no, I mean, like, buyout candidates. Like, oh, buyout. You know, I, I was looking at the names earlier. It's just it's not happening. Late. You have better options on your bench right now. So figure out a way to get them in there if you want shooting. That's all I'm saying. The buyout's right. not saving you. You have guess... shooters. Figure out how to use them. The only guy I could see is maybe DJ Augustine. He's a guy that can give you some scoring and burst and shooting off the bench there, especially if you don't feel like Pritchard in a very limited role is going to be able to do that. The thing about these bench guys, John, I keep hearing this argument, oh, you got to give them rhythm. You got to give them a lot of time. You got to get get them comfortable. Who does that? Uh, what winning team like gives a guy eight, nine spots down the rotation way to go out there Bobby, and get comfortable? They weren't a winning team until two weeks ago. This is a team that played 100, 112, 115 games at 500, okay? So this was a time you missed it. Last year, you had to find a way to get Neesmith in consistent minutes. To start this year, Neesmith should have been a regular part of that rotation if you wanted that anything, out of, him. If you you wanted anything out of him now. You can't do it now. Yeah, you, you have to hope. You, know, these you have to have hope to... in limited minutes he comes in, does something okay, builds a little confidence, and you and you ride it out. You have to hope it happens organically. But you're right, Bobby. You can't force the issue anymore. It's yeah, too deep. You're too deep into the season. To, yeah, they'll have to step in the roles if a guy gets hurt or something, which they will. Yeah. You know, if one of the guards go down, all of a sudden Pritchard is a massive part of this team. If yeah. one of the wings miss a game or two here, or there probably not. But Neesmith will yeah. step in. And, have a massive role on this what team. needed to happen last year i thought and, and this was that and, and it didn't happen this year last year especially with the tight schedule they should have had some load management games built in where they just conceded the loss sat tatum and brown started neesmith and romeo and said you're tatum you're brown i want you each to shoot 25 times tonight i do not care what happens just play play with no conscience play like you did in college and let them go six it is 20. amazing that they haven't you know? done that and, and that's what never happened. So every time they're in there, they're like, am I supposed to be here right now? They're around the starters. They know they're auditioning on the fly. It's a really difficult environment for them to get. And they haven't answered the bell. Other people do that and they respond and they earn their minutes. These guys haven't. But there was last year you had shots to do that and you kind of missed it. It's really hard to do it now. It just kind of yeah. has to happen. The next time Neesmith plays, he has to look okay, and he has to earn those minutes going forward. You can't just stick him in there and say, you know, go, kid. No, that's, I, I agree with that, John, completely, especially last year. But yeah. I, I remember you bringing this up, like, a month ago, and I'm like, it's too late for that. They can't do it Probably. this year. And especially for someone like Ime, who's his, his very first, you know, shot at his first time with this group. And he, what if he's like, Man, I don't even like that guy. Like, I didn't want this. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't. You're gonna make me start, you know, Neesmith and play him 30 minutes. Like, I, I'm not. That's not the message I want to send my team. You know, one month or two months into my to my tenure. It is hard because all these guys aren't great defenders either. Hauser, especially. I mean, he would have been a big time pick if his defense wasn't horrible. Uh, Pritchard confronts some guys, so that's why he plays a little bit. And Neesmith's still a mess on that end. So the problem is, you're gonna need these guys and five to 10 minutes to come in and hit the two to three looks that they're going to get, because there isn't with the style that they're trying to play Joe Sway and how they're 
going to aim to win here, the identity that they formed per se, none of those guys fit it. So there isn't a case to play them 15, 20 minutes unless a guy's down. And that's the scary part too here, John. This this sustainability of this, if they lose any single guy in the top seven right now, the seven-man rotation that they're playing, they're screwed. They don't have the depth. None of the guys on the bench have the rhythm to step in the roles. And they haven't developed anything down there. Not to mention the fact that there's no great veteran help coming in from the buyout markers we talked about there. So barring anything insignificant here, they are going to have to grind out games with no shooting, uh, win on the defensive end, play perfect defense every night, and no one can get hurt. And they can't use this excuse. They can't. Oh, we got hurt. Oh, we missed shots. Because they lined up their roster to do this this year now. You know, this they knew they weren't going to have any shooting past the deadline. They knew that they had no depth if guys get hurt. So that can't be an excuse if any of that stuff happens. Yeah, you don't have you don't have a lot of options here. So, you know, you're rolling with what you have. Tysel helps some, um, you know. Cause, he can shoot a little bit. Yeah, I mean, it's it's been down. Since he left the Celtics, he's been in the low 30s. He's not really that stretch guy. He's kind of an Al redundancy yeah, in that department. If like, he's shooting you know, seven threes, it could get ugly. He, he's willing to take them. He's just not knocking them down. Um, but, uh, you know, again, he'll help them in Philly. If he plays, he'll help them cause he's athletic. Yeah. Uh, and he can, you know, he's another body. Um, and you know, he can knock down some mid range. He can grab some boards. He can play some defense. I think he'll be all right. He can foul. He's going to some foul. double big with him. <laughs> he can foul. <laughs> He's an elite he'll be, fowler. He'll be back in that double big mold. I'm almost certain we're going to see some of that. Yeah, I mean, no choice. No choice because, again, you've got uh, – you have an eight-man rotation and four of them are bigs. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, it's impossible. You're going to get a lot let's of see it. If, let's see if Tristan get, gets cut loose. He'll, he'll be back here. Don't do that. <laughs> yeah, right. Don't do that. Uh, um, he wouldn't, anyway, he wouldn't again – these are these are problems that they haven't reared their heads yet because they're playing healthy. They've been healthy. The tight rotation is working right now, um, and you know uh, Derek White is bringing consistency, uh, and the defense is elite. All of these things are like a bunch of boxes checked. You're gonna stay in every game as long as it's going like this. We're talking about what happens if. What happens if they go down? What happens, you know, if shots aren't falling, you know, and where where do you go there? And again, there's there's just nothing there past eight, you know, on the team. Yeah, exciting, but I think though. I think that's it though. Yeah, it is exciting. I mean, obviously, winning, seeing them win. It's eight a in puncher's a row. chance now, right? Yeah. Well, yeah, but you also you, you the, the backbone of this of this team is going to be the defense and and giving themselves that chance. And also, you have those two all stars in Tatum and Brown. So I think that. Ime and Brad are like, look, let's let's roll the dice and this is and, and see what happens. I mean, I don't think they envisioned that the team would be at where they were at the trade deadline, but they did their best in reshaping this roster to to help fit their needs, and that's between Tatum and Brown. Like I've said, this is different. I don't think we've seen anything like what they're trying to do here in recent history, and it looks like they're going to be able to do something with it if all goes right. And they didn't have any way to get in the contention this year other than doing what they did here. So I think it's a cool approach. It's unique. And it's all you got right now after the disasters of the last few years and all the talent you've lost. You've given yourself a path to not only have an identity, which we've seen teams like Memphis do in the past that can put you in the picture. You know, this isn't a championship team here, but you do have – that high-end talent that makes it a little bit different there, as Josue just talked about. So that's going to be interesting. I think the other thing that's fun about this is that if there is a mishap here and someone goes down or someone has to miss some games, 
that's all of a sudden like a last ditch chance for Pritchard and Neesmith, which I wrote about at Celtics blog today. They, this is it for these guys. Like <laughs> this is really the last shot. They got a chance with Richardson, Schroeder, Langford, all those guys getting ripped out in front of them. So it's make or break for them here. And you'll get to make decisions on them in the off season as well. Uh, once you start to build next year's team. So everything lines up for this to be the perfect placeholder team and to build some good vibes. I mean, they got a standing ovation walking off the court today. When was the last time that happened? Who knows? Probably 2020. I know you guys are there. Yeah. Again, I it's mean, the, uh, you know what it is? All the Celtics right now, you know, and I think Super Bowl Sunday sort of reminds everyone of that, you know? I mean, yeah, the Bruins are still around, but it's like, man, we're – we're going to believe in this team, whether we like really I said, do some or not. Of my, uh, we're, going to, we're, going to, we're going to support these guys. Here you we go, guys eight, have, eight wins in a row. You guys have been there all year. Again, I mean, how many times did they get booed off the court at like a half? Yes. I mean, <laughs> like, but Last let's just, year, for, oh, man. But forget the cheer versus boo ratio. It always came down to effort. They never got booed yeah. for having a bad shooting half. Every time they got booed, the fans are really astute, okay? It's a smart fan base. When they watched what was clearly a substandard effort is when they would lose their when they would lose their shit. When they're like, these guys are not into this right now. They're mailing it in. Right now, they're applauding effort. It's pretty yeah. consistent right now, and it has been. They you are know, playing for very hard. Yeah. yeah. And that's, that's what people running. like. It's like defending night and day over some of those kind of mixed. How many times? I mean, literally, we spent the first 35, 40 games going over not just the games, but the press conferences where everyone's saying, yeah, we didn't have our focus. We didn't play well. We didn't this. We, 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 you know, they're calling each other out. They had like four team meetings in the first 25 games. Like that's just what it was, <laughs> you know, and it was oh, all Orlando around. Thing. It was all around focus and effort. That feels like a long time ago now, that Orlando team meeting, the still mysterious one that was actually a dinner. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, but, yeah, it's good to have good to have a team again. It is. It's better, it and, it, and it, but, again, it's, it's, it's not so long ago where this was like, you know, this chat was all trade this guy, fire this guy, New York. done with this guy, you know. And now everyone's like, how dare you say something bad about any of them? I hate you, you know. Like the next game. Everyone's flipped. Everyone's flipped a switch here. Yeah, that, that's that what next happens, game though. was rock bottom. That's what happens. They're back on their feet. That's, that's they what are. happens. I mean, we guys, we have receipts. Plenty of you guys here were like, "Go back!" I hate forth. everyone. Tatum's yeah. gotta go. Brown's gotta go. You know, even that Portland game. Pick one and they trade broke. the rest of them. All right, just pick one and trade everyone else. That was a lot of yeah. you. Yeah, that was around Christmas, especially. Don't, right. listen, don't listen to the chat. We're lunatics. We are. Uh, uh, two, let's do like two seconds on the Super Bowl. Just because no. I'm interested. No. <laughs> no, I'm good. Does anybody well, in the well, chat. What do you have? What do you have? And we'll react to what you said. On a scale of one to ten, guys, on the Super Bowl. Or how, how deeply do you care? Rank this versus. This might be my lowest. Like, People aren't excited. I yeah. may care less about this game than anyone I can remember in the last 10, 15 years. But then again, the, the first, Patriots Patriots were in half of them, so yeah, obviously. That's true. But anybody here? Yeah. No, this is the first time where uh, I'm, I'm legit more excited about the halftime show than the actual game. I'm that guy this year. <laughs> the halftime show is interesting. Right sure. now, it's 021100 in the chat. Eight, Joey Burrow. <laughs> Someone goes, it's it's a good football matchup, though. It is. It's going to be a good six. game. 
Yeah. It's just not the storylines, the star quarterbacks, the I, marquee a, franchises. I think it's going to be a blowout. You think so? All right. That's why I was looking for that. I don't. But uh, I don't have a good feel for what's going to happen either. So I was just trying to see what uh, what you guys have on deck there. Trags pretty- is there. We got Trags there. CLNS is at the Super Bowl. We have Mike Petralia there. He was covering a lot of Patriots angles throughout the throughout the week. Um, but, you know, he's covering the game game here, and he's reporting on it. Um, so that's uh, – And I'm off to Philly tomorrow afternoon. Yeah. Yeah. And so off to Philly. Be, uh... So we do have Philly. So, okay, who is bullish about this Philly game? The, the chat's been kind of all over the place. You know, I like it because I like, uh, generally speaking – um, just the way the Celtics are playing just in terms of like a, you know, effort and a defense standpoint, you know, and I, and I do think Harden's going to be interesting for Philly to integrate there. So I, I, Oh, sorry. I just lost one. So I, I, I'm, I'm not going to predict a win, but I'm not like, I mean, worried about this game. I think the Celtics are going in there. I, I you know, I'm not at all thinking what happened last time as far as this game goes. Yeah, and I think both teams, uh, for obvious reasons, they, they're, they're different, you know, to what we saw the last matchup. And uh, they got a lot to play for, I think. Honestly, I think both teams do. Well, especially Philly. I, I think Philly is uh, sort of the, the revamped version of themselves. They're going to come out with a lot of energy, of course, a lot of effort. But I also think that the Celtics, uh, you know. It's going to be a hell of a night. This, this is their – when's the last time they faced a team of this caliber? I mean, it's been a while, so. Philly giving themselves a chance to win a championship here with the move they made. You know that crowd's going to be nuts. Uh, And Bede is playing out of his mind. He's about to grab that MVP award, in my opinion. You might catch him off here. You might catch him off on the first game together. It's awkward. They don't really know how to play with each other there. I'm sure they haven't practiced together at all. You might catch him off, and you're playing really well and connected right now. So there's a chance. You definitely keep it close. I don't think, like, 76ers are going to smash them. But it is a tough matchup. All those jumpers you're jacking against how they play defense are going to add up there. I do see Philly probably just edging them out there. We need a Jalen game. Yeah, For sure. He's the guy who cracks open the defense, right? And I'll give Jalen this still. We need a Jalen game. On an inefficient offense, on a team where you just don't give an F if you shoot 35%. He's a perfect guy for just putting his head down. Maybe he'll turn it over a few times, but he's going to put up 30, 35 that you need there. And he has been good at that this year. Jalen's going to start shooting a lot more. Uh, how many did he shoot in this one? It was just like 16, right? Yeah. I like when he's up at like 20, 25. Six or 16. Even that 30 yeah. game that he had in the playoffs way back when, I know you guys lost your mind. I was like, I love this. I love when he's aggressive. I love when he's assertive. Right. And that, when he starts seeing it go in the net too, that kind of limits some of the mistakes and the indecisiveness that he has there. He's going to kind of be free to score. You know, like I know he may wants to build him up as a playmaker and make quick decisions, all that stuff. He's this team scorer. He really is. So he's going to embrace that. All right. So that's what we got there. We'll wrap it up. Cause we do know there are a lot of you who want to get ready for the game. Uh, I've got a, you know, I've still got some, some, some food to make here. Um, so I got to check. Got to check in on that. One of these days, I'll have you guys over, I promise. Yes. Um, and we'll, yes. Uh, yes, we'll, please. Do, we'll do it up. Jimmy is there. He's making I'm such himself. a foodie. I know. Uh, Jimmy, Jimmy, <laughs> Jimmy's doing it up nice. He's too. in the He's Discord? Gonna... We'll, oh, put no. some, I'll put some, we'll put some food picks in Discord. Um, again, just reminding everybody here, uh, join CLNS Media's Discord server now. The link is in the chat, um, and it's pinned up there. Uh, 
you got you got to click on that link. Jump on in. We're chatting in the Celtics CLNS section. It was supposed to be Garden Report, but we lost control of it early. Um, and that's where people are right now. There's a bunch of people already in there hanging out, chatting. A um, couple of us will hop over in there uh, and um, and uh, talk about the game. The the the, the chat's already going in there. Uh, Bobby memes, they're always welcome. Basically, Discord's like 75% Bobby memes right now, um, <laughs> which is fine. Keep them coming. A new, a new hat has been added to the collection. I know people yep. are interested in that. We do have right a new here. hat. Yeah. Uh, and that's about it. Uh, again, thanks for hanging. Um, uh, you can tell just basically based on the audience size, people are definitely starting to kind of get into this a little bit. I think obviously the, the interest leading up to the trade deadline, the fact that they did something and the way they've been playing, um, people uh, are starting to dig it and starting to, you know, expectations are starting to change. So Tuesday is a huge one. Bobby will be in Philly. Sherrod will be in Philly. Um, rest of us will be reporting from home, but we'll all be back for that one. So uh, we will see you guys on Tuesday. Again, jump onto Discord if you want to continue the chat. Thanks, everybody. Happy Super Bowl Sunday. Happy Valentine's Day. Run out, get some flowers, do whatever. Um, and uh, we'll talk to you guys.